Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Online bullying, uh, bullies convicted in Ireland could face up to five years in jail. They'll also be liable for a €2,500 fine as part of the penalties for breaching a new proposed law. And the sponsor of the bill, the former Labour Party uh, leader, Brendan Howland, expected to be passed by the doll and it can come into effect before Christmas. Now, we've spoken about this on many occasions over the last three or four years. And the Justice Minister, by the way, Helen McEntee, assured him at a meeting last week she fully supports it and will do almost everything in her power, I suppose, to make sure this goes past the post before Christmas and she will have the support of all the major parties. The Act will make uh, bullying online a crime, along with revenge porn, digital harassment and online stalking. It will be called Coco's Law. After a young girl, and I'm sure you've listened on many occasions when we spoke to Jackie Fox, uh, Nicole fox um is her name. Uh, sadly, she took her own life. And her mother, Jackie, has made it her life's mission to get the law passed. But we want to ask you as well in relation to bullying per se, not just online. By the way, this deals with the online aspect of it, which is the kind of newer digital part of it over the last 10 years or so. But, you know, bullying in schools has been a part of what we've all grown up with over the last, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, depending on how old you happen to be. And, you know, I don't think we do enough about that. So should we have fines for parents is the question I'm going to ask you today. So if your child is being bullied by somebody else, should the parent of the bully be fined? Because obviously, clearly, the kid has no money. Should they be fined in school? Hit them where it hurts, in their pocket, at early days, so it stops them from doing it. All right. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087188008. That's 087188008. Would you agree with a fine in schools or anywhere indeed for bullies, you know, for actual physical bullying? I'm not talking about this uh, bullying online. But uh, let me get, get back to the online story first. Uh, Liz joins me on the line and she's a friend of Jackie Fox's who's currently outside Leinster House. Actually, as far as I know, the last time I looked, she was up on a stage giving a speech. Liz, good afternoon to you. Hi, this is Jackie. Oh, it is Jackie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we have you back. We, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't know you were available. That's what we were yeah. going to talk to Liz. <laughs> yeah. I was watching you online on Facebook there a few minutes ago, and uh, I'm very proud of you, Jackie. I have to say. Thank you. It was. It was that an emotional moment for you? Oh, just so emotional. I just every, every time I have to tell the whole story. And um, it's it's emotional. I know because it you just know, it never goes away. I know I, no. we spoke here many times, yeah. and the last time you and I gave you a big hug. But mind you, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be allowed to give you a hug now. I'm not no. allowed. <laughs> but yeah. in in saying that, you know, I mean, you, Nicole is up there, or Coco, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. affectionately know her. She's up there, and she is yeah. so proud of you, Jackie. Yeah. So proud of yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be able to do it without her. I know she's with me all the time. I I I wouldn't have the strength unless I know she was here beside me. Yeah, well, I'm delighted for you, and yeah. I'm delighted for everybody, including including us here, that we were part of that journey with you. Um, yeah. I know we went out on the protest with you as well, yeah. and up and down the streets of Dublin. And yeah. finally, we've got to a point now where we're hoping this will yeah. be in by Christmas. Are you yeah. pleased? The law is going to be called Coco's Law after yeah. after Nicole, which is yeah. something means that her name will be in history forever. Think about yeah. that, Jackie. Yeah, I know. It's and and that that's what I'm saying. Like I I can't wait for the law to be passed for. Um, you know, for, for, for everyone else in the future that went through what Nicole went through and to, to have the lock for Nicole's legacy, it's a huge legacy that her name will live on. Absolutely. But, um, can, you, can you imagine it in a hundred years' time, Jackie? Yeah. And someone looks at that law and they go, 
Why was that called Coco's Law? And they might yeah. Google it. And yeah. her name will always be there in history. as mm. And your name as well, because, of course, you've been a huge part of this. Without you, this wouldn't be happening. Um, yeah. And it'll always be there. And I don't know what Nicole would think of that. Would she look at you and go, I would just stop, ma? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say a few times she, 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 she probably said, oh, God, here she goes again. I'm oh, ma. mortified. But I'd say she's... Um, <laughs> So I, I, she, she'd be so proud. I, I know she would. I know she'd be so proud. But the, the thing with me, with as I said, I, I can't wait until the last past and end after the cold. Mm-hmm. But with, with the way I feel it is as well, I still have to go home and never. I know. See, see her smile or hear her laugh or or, or, or say she loves me or, or I love her. You know. So what, I'm going to be living this nightmare for the rest of my life. But, I know. I know. Um, I know. You know, it, it, it'll it'll save it, it'll save thousands. It'll and you know, I I don't know what you're going to do when 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 this goes through a Christmas and your your life's mission, so to speak, is kind of complete. <laughs> uh, what's your plan then? Because I don't want to see you idle with your thoughts either. Oh, because no, I won't. Because at the moment I'm training. I I I went to this uh, group called Hug, and it's a bereavement through suicide um, group who have been amazing. So at the moment I've um, been training and I'm becoming a facilitator and in January I'm actually opening up my own hug group in Wexford okay. for the support and we're going to be opening up, uh, we're going to try and open a hug group in every county. Um, it's a wonderful so, idea, isn't it? Yeah, it so that'll, that, that, that'll keep me busy as well. Okay, so you were up on the podium there today and, and the, the purpose behind you being at Leinster House today, was it just to speak about Coco's Law in general or was it to try and accelerate it a little bit more? It, was it? Accelerate it because we had um, Brendan Howell and, and James Lawless and Ono Breen here as well and we handed over the, the petition, we get, handed the petition over to the three of them as well and at a half one today, the, the Minister of Justice and um, I have a meeting up in the, the Department of Justice, a half one as well. So I'm going to see what they say as well. And you know, are you are you mean, you're, you're meeting with Helen McEntee? Are you? And um, I it's either Helen McEntee or um, James Brown. It's it's one of them. I'm not sure which one I, okay. I'm meeting with. Okay. But um, that's a half one in the Department of Justice. So I'll be up there uh, talking to them. Well, it and, looks like you have their full support and that you also seem yeah. to have the support of all the other major parties as well. I don't think anybody, of course, would object yeah. to something like this. No. I don't know why they would. So it's no. only a matter of signing on the dotted line. The last time we kind of spoke to you, you said it had to go through, obviously, you know, the legal system where it has to be checked yeah. for problems, et cetera, et cetera, or yeah. for any that's objections. All done. It's all that's done, all yeah. Done. Yeah, um, it, it, all, all the amendments and all that fine. Finalised. That that's yeah. That's all all completed. So it's just a yeah. So now, it won't these, have any legal challenges. Is the point of the, of no, doing that? Not, no, definitely not. And and there, everyone in the doll is is uh, hasn't opposed to this at all. So um, yeah, there, there's no one going to to, to object to, to any of this. And um, so yeah, no. And just because we did this today doesn't mean we're stopping. Because um, myself and a group march for justice, we we go around and um, we went around. To Limerick and Galway, and did a match and a talk about Coco's Law, mm-hmm. um, and then the coronavirus hit. But we're going, we're going to get back onto that and and talk in every county in Ireland. Yeah, and um, we're still. I'm not going to sit around and wait for for this to happen. We still have, need to keep put uh, yeah. the pressure, and then. Um, 
I mean, you know, it's a big it's a big piece of legislation, by the way, which covers a lot of things, including yeah. pornography, digital yeah. harassment, online stalking. Yeah. Um, so it's a big piece of legislation, which yeah. is badly needed for a few years now. Yeah, definitely, because there, there, there was nothing in place. There was nothing in place to to protect. And who knows? I I could have still had Nicole here with me, um, if this had been in place. Yeah. Uh, years ago, where it should have been when technology was getting more advanced, you know, and um, things should have been put in place to protect. Uh, vulnerable people uh, like yeah. Nicole and and many others that that died after Nicole as well. They, they you know, it's unnecessary. It's and unnecessary. It, it, it is sad when we look back over the last, particularly the last ten or fifteen years, at the amount of well, since I suppose social media came along, which is this kind of new way of bullying people and harassing people. Um, the amount of young children who have taken their own lives uh, yeah. is quite sad. I mean, the numbers yeah. now are quite high. Yeah. And uh, hopefully something like this will be a deterrent for those who even think about harassing people who may be vulnerable, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and um, they, I know I say they have the statistics for, for suicide through bullying. Nicole's not a statistic, she's my daughter. But they don't have anything, any numbers for the amount of people that haven't um, taken their lives but are in their rooms every night cutting themselves and, and self-harming and, 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 and living in pain every night um, because of, of online bullying. So even the people that haven't taken their own lives, there's people out there suffering so badly um, every night in, in the hands of these um, these people that know they can get away with it. Um, until Nicole, uh, until Coco's lock comes out. I know, and there are many people listening today who may have heard you the last time you run. And Nicole, I mean, I've seen pictures of her on numerous occasions because, of course, you've always had them with you. I mean, yeah. she was a wonderful young girl who sadly yeah. was being harassed, um, bullied by, the, and you know who the individuals were who did it. Yeah, yeah. And um, they even went there to her funeral, from what I remember. You, you told me that at that particular yeah, time. Yeah, no, they, they didn't go to the funeral. They weren't allowed. Um, I oh, wasn't sorry. letting them. Yeah, I, I, they went a little near a funeral. Okay, but but I, I remember was the story. There was was it three individuals at the time you were telling me about at the time. That yeah, we, yeah, and then yeah, it started off, and then then it just got bigger and bigger. They had to make their 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 form their little gang bigger and bigger. You know, just to, and they just kept going and going and never never left her alone. And they said that they will keep going, keep going, that they'll never leave her alone. And they did. Unfortunately, this law is not going to deal with them, which I know breaks mm. your heart uh, because mm. there's no justice in that in that sense. Yeah. Mm. But but of the, the good thing that comes out of this is that going forward, hopefully yeah. this will deter anything like this happening again in the future. Will certainly reduce mm. uh, the amount of people this could happen to in the future because people may think sec- you know have a second thought about doing this to somebody, thinking there might be a fine or go or they go to jail yeah. for doing it. Yeah, and I think I think Niall as well. They're going to have to make an, an example of people, you know, at the start, and yeah. and and give heavy fines or imprisonment, whatever whatever yeah. it may be, you know, and and don't go easy. Where if they if they make um, examples of people, that that will deter um, others from from doing it. But they have to they have to be strict from the start, yeah. um, you know, to to deter, deter people from. Well, there's some lovely messages coming in here, Jackie. Uh, messages of congratulations. People have heard you on the show so many times at this stage. They, they're almost yeah. familiar with you, nearly as familiar as they are with me. Uh, yeah. I'll just give you an example. Here, here's one here. How's it going, Noel? Just want to say to Jackie there, absolutely fantastic work she's doing on Coco's Law. Coco's with her every step of the way. Powerhouse of a woman. Cheers. Powerhouse of a woman. Did you hear, did you hear yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, 
I mean, people are so proud of what you've done and, and oh. what you've achieved. That's what he says. Yeah. A text here, Niall, why I've always wondered why there isn't a national anti-bullying policy in all schools instead of individual ones, as some schools live in denial and don't practice what they preach. But it should be a one strike and you're out. Well done to Coco's Law. What a great achievement, says Dean Fingless. Yeah, so, I mean, there's the amount of people sending in messages here, Jackie, well-wishers, because they know that you've worked tirelessly. And you know what? You have some strength because after what has happened to you, and I look, we spend hours talking to you on the phone after, sadly, Nicole took her life. And, you know, you're such a strong woman. Here's another one, another message here for you. Listen to this. Hey, Noel, just want to say that lady needs to hold herself in the highest regard possible. She is absolutely amazing. And what she's doing for her daughter's legacy is astonishing. And not only her daughter's legacy, but every other person, man, woman or child in this country that is suffering at the moment. It's just amazing what she's doing and fair play to her. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's proud of you. She's very, everybody is very, very proud of you. Jackie, listen, thank you very much indeed. And thank I'm sure, you. and by the way, I want you to be in here. Hopefully all the COVID will be over uh, by the yeah. time this lock was in. You come in here with a bottle of champagne and we'll celebrate, all right? <laughs> yeah, and can I just say really quickly, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the people of Ireland as well. Um, I give out about social media and all the bad sides, but it has got its good sides as well. Um, for everyone that, that has followed me, that, that has shared everything that, you know, without the, the, the people of Ireland spreading the word um, about Coco's Law as well. And um, I, I, I know people are saying they're proud of me, but I'm so proud of the people that, that, that have helped me along the way as well. And I'm and, and you know that we should be all the, everybody listening should be most proud of you, Jackie, uh, because without you it would have never happened. And uh, as I said to you, whatever you believe in, whatever religion you happen to believe in, Nicole is somewhere uh, yeah. looking down on you, and she yeah. is delighted, and yeah. and she will be forever in history now, thanks to you. But she's still probably looking at you, going, "Ma, what are you?" I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I so. <laughs> Listen, thank you very much indeed, Jackie. Yeah. Lovely talking thank to you, you again. All right, we'll talk to thank you soon. You all right, thank see you. ya. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. There you go, Jackie Fox. What a wonderful woman. God, that would almost bring you to tears, wouldn't it? Um, her daughter, she spoke about many times on the air here on the radio station. Sadly, she was bullied so badly that she started to self-harm and uh, she took her own life at 21 years of age. Only a short while ago, only a couple of years ago. And for, as far as I remember, it would have been January uh, two and a half years ago. Wouldn't that be right, Jim? And for two and a half years, Jackie has campaigned. We went out, myself and Alina went out on one of the protests with her. She has campaigned tirelessly to have legislation brought in so it would never happen to somebody else again without punishment and without justice. And that legislation hopefully will be in before Christmas and it'll be called Coco's Law because that was her nickname. Wonderful, wonderful. It's great to hear a good story, isn't it? A good news story, all right? Uh, But I want to hear what you want to think, by the way, about bullying in schools in general, not just online. We've dealt with the online. Thankfully, now we have legislation there for that. I mean, mean, while Coco's and the law is welcomed, there are some people who say it doesn't go far enough in terms of bullying, you know, I suppose physical bullying in schools uh, or, you know, when you're actually face to face with somebody. I mean, it's all well and good talking about cyberbullying and that's great and and we're doing something about that. Our children are back in school and some of them have to face their bully again. Should there be more done for the actual face-to-face bullying when it comes to school policies? Suggesting in the past where fines, I suppose, for parents would might be a good idea, might be a good deterrent. Would you support that? Maybe if we had a €1,000 fine, um, even that it had to be donated to the school or something like that, uh, to stop this bullying. Because bullying is essentially an epidemic. 
And it has been for years, for years and years and years. I went through it when I was nine years of age in school. I was terrified, constantly terrified going to school because of one individual. One person destroyed my childhood in school. For years, every single day, I used to hide. We had these prefabricated buildings uh, because the school was quite busy, quite full. So we had two prefabs. And during lunch, I used to have to go around the back of the prefab at nine or ten years of age and hide. Um, And I'd sit around there with my lunch. But he'd find me. He'd eventually look around the whole school and he'd eventually find me. Him and his two two or three mates or whatever. Usually it was, you know, taken if I had pocket money or if I had lunch, they'd take it off me. Um, If I had maybe a drink, they'd pour it over me. Um, All sorts of stuff like that. Thankfully, uh, thanks to some friends of mine, um, at the time, they helped me stand up to the bullying. Uh, one person who I know listens to the show on a regular basis, he's now living in Kerry, Thomas Farley. Charlie, as he was affectionately known, um, was one of my best friends in school and stood up for me many times uh, because he was a bit bigger than me. I was quite, <laughs> kind of quite small in school. Um, so thanks, Tom. Uh, and there was all, loads of other people who did stand up for me at the time. Eddie Heffron was another guy who was a good mate of mine in school and they stood up for me because I was, I was a kind of small guy, you know, and, and I was picked on a good bit. But this particular guy made my life hell in school. Um, and it had massive ramifications throughout my life. But bullying can be stopped. For example, my parents would have went to the school on a regular basis about this particular individual, but nothing was ever done. Now, I know it was different times, but that still happens today. If maybe he or his parents got a fine, maybe it would teach them, you know, that this is not the way you do things and this can continue. Teach them. Hit them where it hurts, in their pocket. Let me know if you think it'd be a good idea. A 1,000 euro fine for anybody caught bullying another child in school. Uh, the number is 087 the likes of yourself and other people that are giving that lady the platform to get her point of view and her opinion and her cause out there should also be very proud of themselves. You're giving her the opportunity to show the people of this country what happens when people bully online or in schools. You should also be very proud of yourself, Noah, because without your platform, that lady would have struggled to get her point out there. So fair play to you as well, mate. All right, thanks very much. And yes, you do make a good point, and there would be other newspapers who ran our story at the time as well, but I, I do remember that she was on with us from the very, very start. And not only that, but myself and Lena actually went. The only I don't go to protests because, uh, generally speaking, but I didn't believe this was a, particularly a protest because well, we're governed by the BAI, and I'm not supposed to go on protests anyway. But on this particular occasion, because I was personally affected by bullying throughout my whole life, myself and Alina went on the protest and were quite happy to support her uh, to campaign for this particular piece of legislation. And we've had Jackie on the air many times. Uh, so I'm delighted to be, thank you, uh, that listener sent that in. I'm delighted to be part of it. Uh, just, by the way, just to mention as well, uh, before we get back into the bullying topic, I'm just looking at a story here in relation to Dr. Martin Feely. Um, you may remember over the weekend, there was a story in the Irish Times and in fairness to the Irish Times more recently, in the last, certainly in the last two or three weeks, they are covering stories who challenge the government's view on the way we're dealing with COVID-19. Um, and Martin Feely challenged the view. He's a senior doctor in the HSE. Um, and he had a lot to say, but I'm not going to go into the whole article. But basically, he was suggesting that the government's uh, reaction to it was completely disproportionate. And it wasn't as dangerous as it was being made out to be. A lot of people agree with that view. Uh, many people don't agree with that view, but some people do agree with that view. I put it up on Twitter and I said, let's see how long it takes the HSE to discredit him and to distance themselves from his remarks. 
He's a very intelligent man from all uh, from some of the comments I've seen online. Um, he's a patient advocate. He cares very much about his patients. He's a very qualified man. He's a senior doctor in the HSE. He wouldn't be a senior doctor in the HSE if he wasn't a qualified and intelligent person in his field. Um, but sadly, the HSE then said they would distance themselves from his remarks and suggested that his position was untenable, which is a nice, friendly way of saying maybe you should go. Sadly, he, um, it seems that he has resigned. Um, and I find it, in this country at the moment, the way it works, and I watched primetime last night, and Owen Corey, the travel expert, was on, and Anthony Staines, the uh, immunologist or whatever he is, he's a doctor, some professor of some description, uh, was also on the air, I, weirdly wearing a mask at the start of the interview, but then removed it halfway through because I think it got too warm. But anyway, Anthony Staines, you know, did his usual, uh, similar to many of the other immunologists in Ireland, um, which is, you know, to terrify the life out of people as far as I can see. Um, um, Owen Curry, um, and by the way, blamed the virus on the situation we're in financially in this country and the restrictions that we have and the way people's lives have been restricted. Whereas Owen Curry said, it's not the virus, it's the government's reaction to the virus. But as soon as Owen Curry starts to say that, he was silenced. They kind of lowered him down, started asking him other questions and kind of wanted to move very quickly away from that. They didn't want anyone to disagree with Anthony Staines, which I thought was very strange. In this country now, you cannot, it seems, disagree with anything the government say. And, you know, there's no doubt everybody agrees there's a virus there and sadly vulnerable groups are being uh, killed by it. And people who are in vulnerable groups can die. We've had viruses for years and many people do die. That's unfortunately a fact of life. Mortality is a fact of life. But... To suggest that we cannot discuss it, we cannot have a debate. I mean, if he said that on Sunday in the article in the Irish Times and the HSE didn't agree with him, why can't we all turn around and talk about it and say, well, OK, there's some validity in some of what he said here. Let's look at that. And maybe, yeah, the government should do this. Or maybe I shouldn't really say that because that's not the right thing to say. Why can't we discuss it like we used to? Now it's just as soon as you say something the government don't agree with or you go against the government guidelines in any shape or form, you're fired. Or you should resign. That's the best thing for you to do. Just go away, crawl under a rock, because nobody wants to know what you want to talk about. Because, in fact, you might be telling the truth, but we don't want to hear that. So It's just incredible the way this country has gone. And I'm actually, I find it shameful that people who I respected in the media for many, many years are letting so-called experts on radio, on television, say stuff that's completely twisted without actually challenging them. They're letting politicians away with it. <clears throat> you might notice, of course, that the likes of Stephen Donnelly and Simon Harris will not come onto my show. They won't. We've requested it numerous times. I've publicly outed them for doing it. They will not come on this show because they don't want to be challenged. That's all it is. And I say to Simon Donnelly or, or, or Stephen Donnelly again, you've been on this show many times before you were Minister for Health. So you use the platform on many occasions to get where you are today, as you did other platforms. Come on the show now. You're Minister for Health now. Unless you're a coward, of course. I hope not. You're the Minister for Health. Right, getting back to bullying, by the way. Let me go to Jer. Jer, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jer? Hey, Niall. I've, uh, I've just been listening to all that. And <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Well, I think it, I think it the is. Only, the, only, the only thing I'll say about that is when you discuss things, the truth tends to get trashed out. And I think that's what they're afraid of. 
Well, look, I mean, I'm all for saving lives and let's protect vulnerable people and all that kind of stuff. And and we should be doing that. And by the way, there's a report out today in the way we handled uh, this at the very start in relation to the elderly in care homes. And that report is going to the COVID committee today. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out of that. That's going to be very nice for the government. Maybe that's why they all (laughs) isolated themselves yesterday. And I'm delighted to hear Stephen Donnelly didn't have COVID-19 in the end, by the way. He got the test very quick, didn't he? Two or three hours. But anyway... Uh, the point I was trying to make is, is that we should be allowed to discuss it. We should be allowed to talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. I agree with you. We're not. But they're, 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 because they're, they're not telling us the truth. And it's simple as that. Like I say, if you do discuss it, the truth will come out. And they're terrified of that. I, I've not believed okay. the word these people have said so since it's there. All right. Well, okay, but get, yeah, but get, getting back to the, the, the bullying. The bullying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Congratulations to that girl. She's done fairly well. You have to brilliant, say. Isn't like, she? and, She's and brilliant. She's brilliant. The only, the only thing I would say is the fines are just not good enough. The fine is a weak solution to any problem. It doesn't solve, it doesn't correct the issue at source. It just, but it, see, the problem it, is it, when we're looking at bullying, the majority of this bullying now happens in schools, right? So it's, it, yeah. they're generally minors. It's the, well, but I, we, I, we I, don't I, have a jail for minors, generally speaking, you know. And there, there's an age group which the young kids just say what they see. It's not bullying. It's not malicious. They just say what they see. But it gets a certain age when you kind of have to teach them, then look, you know, you can't cross this line like that. I'm talking seven, eight-year-olds from that age. You start, should be starting to teach them. You know, you, you can't Absolutely. Just say no, I, I, I couldn't disagree. Tall, I couldn't tall, disagree with you saying. Wide, you know? But I think we have to be careful how we do this. Like, I remember when I was being bullied. Yeah. When, I, when I was nine, I was being bullied. There was one main guy, and he had two or three mates. And, yeah, I, 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 and I could see yeah. sometimes his mates were a bit uncomfortable about what they were getting involved in. So, yeah. in that sense... They're young people that have to learn that you can't do this. A fine would hit them in the pocket. Now, don't get me wrong. If there was a second, if they did it a second time, well, then we have to look at, you know, juvenile, them being juvenile delinquents and then in some sort of care home or something. I don't know. But we have to look at what we do with them then. Again, but, again, like, it's not even like that. I, I, I think it's a matter of sitting the kid down and explaining to the kid why he's doing, what he's doing wrong. You know, beating someone with a stick doesn't teach them not to do it. It doesn't teach them why they're doing it. Sorry, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If someone understands why things have been done, then they tend to stop doing it. If you just tell them they can't do it and they don't understand why they can't do it, there's still that tendency to do it because they don't think they're doing any wrong. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay, so you're, not, you're saying basically it's not affecting the child of the fine because the parents are paying it anyway, so he'd just go and do it again. Won't. Well, then how do you end up getting the kid upside the head, which you don't want either, like, you know? Well, well, so how do you deal with it? You know, if Johnny Education, is... Education, it's, it's, you sit the kid down and you talk this week about it, you talk next week about it, and you continually talk and talk and talk until they understand why, you know, you can't say that someone's too tall, too short, too wide, whatever, like the insults are. Do, do, you, do you go it into is, a classroom with a screen and show them pictures of all the young children who've taken their own lives in the last 10 no. years? No, and no, say no, this is this is the end result of your actions. Well, like, that's all. That's all just shock, actually. But, but I mean, you, you what harm around, would that? What harm would that be? We sit around and discuss it as conversation, you know, as general chat, like you know, with placards and and horrific images, like you know. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How are you doing? How are you doing? Good. Well? You were bullied yourself, uh, and yeah. and you don't believe the fines would work. No, I I wouldn't believe the fines would work. Um, Probably because the kids who are, who are doing the bullying, if they come home with fines, fines are sent home from school, they're just going to get her home, you know. So they're just saying, I, I, obviously, party, obviously yeah. the, the bullying itself comes from the way they've been raised, obviously, in the first 100%, place. 100%, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But I don't think that's the right way of doing it. Like, you know, it's probably through education. Your last caller was on the ball. Like, you know, mm. through, through being told in school, education, explaining what are they doing wrong. They're seeing horrific things at home, no doubt about it. And they're mm. coming to school, they're taking out other kids. And then if they're getting a fine and bring that home, 
you know, their lives wouldn't be worth living. And, and that, that is the case sometimes. Not always the case, by the way, because no. the, guy, the guy that bullied me, his parents, as far as I remember, they were decent people and they were, he came from a good family. He was just an arsehole. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Some, people, yeah. some kids just do it for power, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, no one knows what happened outside the four walls of a house as well. Like, it might look like that in, to you, like, but it might be the case, you know. Mm. Um, sometimes it does look that. We don't, it, it's not in different types of society. It looks like that or it comes from a decent family. That doesn't really, uh, I, I, I don't think that really hits it really, you know. And when, we, when uh, were you yeah. bullied? By, what age were you when you were bullied? I was 13. Okay. And 13. Just, yeah. what was it? It's just just the odd punch every now and again, school. was it, or what? It was just name calling, corners, you know. Just, yeah. you know, it just any time there were sports on or anything like that. That was the time I got my, um, you know, yeah. you know, got got P- <laughs> picked harder yeah. than other people. Yeah, and yeah it, it, it did affect me too. My teens, um, my parents tried their best with it and stuff like that. You know, they they tried to bring it to the school's attention. Now I'm talking. This is thirty years ago. Like, yeah, of course. The school, yeah. the school, the school kind of. They kind of laughed it off, like saying that kind of thing doesn't happen in school. It was a school in the city, and they just didn't really oh, kind sure, of. Look, school, <laughs> school, schools are very different in those days. So I remember, yeah. I remember complaining about the bullying at the time. Uh, yeah, I they, was, I was nine, and the bullying was so bad that I ended up with alopecia, which means yeah. you know you lose your hair. Yeah. And I had these ball patches on my head, and that made things worse because then they all started slagging me over the ball patches on my head. Yeah. And I remember the teacher turning around to me. Hey, he's still alive. Uh, and he, uh, he turned around to me and he said to me, he said, one day I was said something in class that somebody had said something to me. And he said, if you don't shut up, I'll pull the rest of your hair out. Whoa, yeah. And, and so, but that was what it was like then. Now, that obviously wouldn't happen now. The teacher yeah. would be fired if that happened now. But but it, I, it's just a combination I, 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 of everything, you know? Yeah, I can still remember, like, the teacher still there in that school. And I've, I've seen the teacher and the teacher probably will end up, kind of going to end up teaching my own kids, but... That teacher actually said to me when we actually had a meeting in the school, um, it was over name calling and they had a particular name for me now. And yeah. every day I came in, it was just every day relentless. And when we had the meeting, there was four or five lads at it. And we sat down, we kind of had a meeting over it. Now, having a meeting at 13 years of age is... Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in the one room, in the one room, it was very difficult. But the teacher kind of, the, the bottom line, she said, well, why couldn't you come up with a different name for him? Ah, oh, uh, stop. <laughs> Instead of calling him this name, you can. Well, call that, him. that's certainly not going to solve the problem. I'm sorry, I'm running out of time, John. It was lovely to hear your story, and, and thank you very much, Nate, for calling in. And you're on Classic Hits as well. How are you doing? Hi. Anne? How, How are you doing, Anne? Um, I'm sorry to rush everybody off the air. I hate doing that. I feel really rude doing it because I've only got about a minute and a half left. <laughs> uh, but Anne, um, you believe the parents should be fined? Yep, I absolutely do. I have five kids, and if one of them did something wrong, I'd expect to be informed and I'd expect repercussions because they are my responsibility. They represent me outside this house. And anything they do falls back on me. So yeah. Mm. But the point, I suppose, the point John was making is, is that some of these bullies, the reason they're bullies is because they're badly treated at home. And if yeah. a fine is sent to the house, should the bully's just going to get a hiding from his parents? Okay, so in situations like that, where the, if something like that is going on, the teachers and and, and um, authorities are normally aware of something because, through school. Um, so in situations like that, something like a probation. Mm-hmm. probation thing should be set up to get social workers there's more employment for people uh, probation services should be set up to go in and check the home and make sure the kids are okay and whatever else yeah. but I am telling you if a child goes out there and is tormenting the heart of another child and is going home to no repercussion they're going to continue to do it yeah. if parents are aware of it and are doing nothing about it 
hitting them in the pocket is the only way to go. Well, I'd be horrified if I thought one of my children bullied a child, particularly I after what I went through in my life. And, and my own daughter was bullied as well. So You actually made me cry listening to you earlier on. I could actually picture one of my kids one of my boys or something being bullied like that. And my boys are small in stature as well. Yeah. So you had me in bits. And Jackie is the most phenomenal woman I have ever heard. She's a wonderful woman. She's a wonderful woman. My God, woman. thanks to her for making social media a little bit safer for our kids because the way it's going now, social media is in. This is the new, this is the new bullying, isn't it? You know? You know? Yeah. So, and the, the bully follows from home now so that no, don't only have the anxiety of going into school over it, and you know yeah, what? I, you know what I hate when when I hear people saying, you know, save a little thirteen year old or fourteen year old is being bullied online, or even a teenager, an older teenager. Yeah. And I hear people saying, "Well, then why don't they just not go online?" So, and I'm going, "Because yeah. why should they not?" But in other words, yeah. that's a tar- that's like saying if somebody's being bullied let's on the bus, them. they shouldn't get the bus. Yeah, yeah let's you, surprise them and let the bullies continue to move on to their next victim. Yeah, absolutely. That'll, that'll yeah. yeah. I mean, no, the, dis- it's disgraceful, and I really do think, like, if one of mine went out. I was tormenting someone and it got back to me. I'd kill them first of all. Yeah, but yeah. if I didn't, I would expect a repercussion from the authorities because I don't have my kids. But see, the thing is, the you're a responsible parent, Anne, by the sounds of things, because you genuinely care. But there are parents out there, sadly, yeah. who don't care. I know that. I, you know? And I've seen it and, I, and I've had it. I've had it with my daughter this year. She's only 11. And I nearly went through a mother for a shortcut. Yeah. No, and that is the truth. And it's that's, that's old school material, isn't it? Yeah, old class, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes yeah. old school works best. Yeah, and yeah. I am old school. Also. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You, you I, so am I. Old school doesn't work as well, so you have to deal with these people. Yeah. I know, you do anything for your kids. You do, you do anything for your kids. It's that lovely talking to you. Thanks very much yeah, indeed, Dan. I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.